I love this game. Hello and welcome to another episode of the We Call It Soccer Show. I'm Walker Manning, joined by my guy, Man United super fan up, enthusiast. Who is Jaden Sancho? Wake up, um, wake up. They're going to take the Champions League, basically. Fahey. <laughs> Ollie's at the wheel. He is at the wheel for now. For now. We're coming back at you with a very special edition of the show. We're going to touch on some Nations League. We're going to predict the Champions League, the, the Super Bowl of European soccer, the, the most glorious cup there is to be had. Maybe not the hardest to get, but the most glorious one for sure. Those TV money deals that you get from making that turn Spurs around as a club. Absolutely turn them around. Kind of tough to say uh, not the hardest to win when you're a City fan. Look, I understand that. that fair play. Fair play. First off, fair play. Um, I think uh, the, the grind of a season and just having it's the tougher. consistency of results is tougher. And a yeah. knockout competition can be determined by something like, um, I don't know, let's say Raheem Sterling being a literal cunt's hair off sides versus Tottenham. You know, it could be decided by something like that. Or kicking the ball over the bar. By a, by a handball in the final Spurs-Liverpool, like five minutes out, you know? It, or kicking the ball over in a final. <laughs> he, I think... I mean, we'll see this season, but Raheem got worse last season. Like, two years ago, prime finishing Raheem. The year after, the World Cup, you know. Mm. And then, you know. All trending right. down. Yes, definitely trending down. Just like England. Speaking of England and the Nations League, their group. Belgium's kind of running away with it. Harry Maguire got a stupid red card. Um, oh, yeah. Things you Paul love to and see. Italy topping their group. The Netherlands not looking good. We have a side bet with that. We do. But on the other hand, Spain, um, they're in a tough group, and they're not exactly running away with it. Germany and Ukraine right behind them. Portugal and France are running away with their group, 10-10 each. They look like the favorites. Austria, Norway, Scotland, the Czech Republic. Russia, Hungary, surprise Turkey's not doing as well. Um, Wales and Finland. Oh, damn, Ireland. Only two points. It's because Jack Grealish got stolen from us. <sighs> Jack Grealish, Declan Rice. To ride we, the bench. We, we honestly could have. Oh, that's another thing. Did you know that every national team that started a player from Aston Villa got a win during this international break? Douglas Luiz plays for Brazil. They smack mm. people. Jack Grealish starts starting for England. Harry Maguire fucked that up. But they got a win against Belgium, the number one rated team the day before. So that's good. And um, there's another one. John McGinn for Scotland. They got a win as well on match day five. Mm. So they, yeah. they know how to win. They do know how to win. But one thing that I don't think anyone knows is what the Nation League actually is. It's just like a bunch of glorified friendlies, you know? Just, I think that's exactly what it's for. Like, they just don't want to call them friendlies. And that's the only difference. What is this League A, Group 1 through 4, League B, Group 1 through 4? So 
Like, what's the point if you're in League D Group 2, you're playing against Gibraltar, Liechtenstein, and San Marino? Why are you, like, why even show up? Did you know that, exactly, and did you know that the winner doesn't even, they don't qualify for the World Cup, but we knew that. They don't even qualify for Euros if you win. You get into, like, a play-in match. So what, literally, what is the point? That's so, I, I don't even know what to like say. It's just so like. I wish everybody could see the confusion on your face right now. It's just so pointless. Yeah. It's, I am flabbergasted to say the least. Flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah. Like World Cup qualifying initially remains largely the same. Like, then why have it? Why have it? You scared to play America in a friendly? You can come out and say it. It's cool. I think they are scared to play us in a friendly because we got a bunch of really, really good players now and they don't, they're just going to have to wait till 2022 when we make like the semifinals probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And uh, show them who's boss. Maybe we'll get invited to the nation's league. Never know. Possibly. We possibly could go as celebrity guest coverage. It, that is, <laughs> that is the goal of where the podcast is going to be in, in, in a few months time. Hop on now. <laughs> yeah, fuck Alexi Lalas, bro. We're coming for your job. ESPNC, Ali Moreno, you can stay, and Shaka can stay, but nobody else. Everybody else has to go. Um, we should pick up Roy Keane from Sky Sports as well. Get him on. <laughs> yeah, great biography, by the way. Or auto. Yeah. Are you done great. with that yet? I'm done with it. I'm uh, I'm close. I'm like halfway through. So. Is he is he still in his career? Or is he, yeah. is he post sign? Okay. It's still talking about uh, the career part. Mm. Mean bastard he was. Speaking of more Europe, we have the UEFA Champions League starting Tuesday, October 22nd. We got the group draws out of the way, and we know who is going to play who, when they're going to play who. And right now, we are going to first predict who makes it out of each group, and then we're going to give you a Final Four and a champion each. Starting with Group A, Atletico Madrid, Bayern München, Lokomotiv Moscow, and RB Salzburg, managed by the one, the only, the American maestro, Jesse March. Who do you see getting out of this group? Um... Obviously, Bayern. I think they'll they'll win it with these. They'll be able to play kids in the last match or two. And uh, but little shock. I do see Salzburg slightly edging Atletico Madrid because Diego Simeone is not a good coach, and I think he will uh, not put out the right tactics against the teams that he needs to beat. And I just see Salzburg being too potent of an attack to you know not go through. I think they're going to be fun to watch. I think is I think they can take it. And Moscow, just thanks for coming. But yeah. So, so I agree with you on Bayern. As, I agree with you on Moscow. Thanks for coming. And I understand why you pick Salzburg and I wanted to, too. I really want to, but I completely disagree with your Simeone take. I think you're on drugs. He's a great coach. He beat Liverpool literally last year. Like, short memory, bro. Um, 
Atletico is a team made for knockouts because what is the what is the number one way to guarantee that you're probably going to go through a knockout competition? You don't concede goals. Goal. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's not something that they do very often. I want to see Salisbury give them a good time, give them a good game. I think they will because they if they can give Liverpool a game, they can give anybody a game. Uh, I, I got Atletico and Bayern getting out, but. I think Salzburg will be close behind. Definitely going to get into Europa League in that third place yeah. spot. And uh, I think they go on a run in there. Okay. Okay. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Besides your Atletico pick. but Look, Simeone has the cojones, bro. He is he's a mean bastard. I told you, I, I, I finished watching All or Nothing Spurs. Great documentary. Everybody should watch it. And Jose Mourinho has it down to a science. You cannot be a bunch of nice guys and you'd be a bunch of, I want to say he's saying cunts or bastards. I don't know which he's actually saying, but that's what you need to be. And Simeone always has a team though. And they got a Uruguayan kid, Lucas Torreira. He's going to be all for that foul and stepping on people's ankles, bro. They did just lose party though. They lost party, but, um, is Torreira going to do the same job he did? Not even close. Not I don't think close. he's. I don't think he's going to be able to cover as much ground. You know, have a third lung in the way that he did. But um, I think if they play him and Herrera together, they're going to have a nice swing asshole. Just cover the field, one half, other half, foul people. You got. Um, you still got Koki. Um. You still got Oblak. They got like three strikers now, two of which might be above age, but draw Felix looks better. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. See, we'll see with that one. Yeah. Next group, Group B, Borussia, Mujengladbach, Inter Milan, Real de Madrid, and Shakhtar Dohatesk. Oh, this is actually... For people who who really watch soccer, they know that this is a legit group. A first look, you might think, I don't know who this orange and black team is, and I only know Borussia Dortmund. Never, not know. Gladbach plays some of the best football in Germany, and Shakhtar is always a pesky team to play in these knockout competitions. It's it, this is like the first year in several that we Man City have not actually drawn them. But that being said. I think Madrid takes the group with relative ease. Probably have it locked up with a match left. Um, the second spot, I think, will go to Inter Milan, but it'll be they will narrowly, narrowly edge out Gladbach. I think Gladbach picks up a win and points several times during this. They're going to be a good watch. Dolotesk, they'll probably also have a few competitive games. They have a lot of quality up front, although it may be aged quality but they had a good run in Europa League last year and uh, see if they can make it competitive but yeah I got Real Madrid and then Inter Milan second yeah um, that's kind of my thinking as well I think Real is going to be easy the best team in this group they're going to probably win it with these like you said and uh, I think that the second place spot it's going to come down to the head-to-heads between uh, Gladbach and Milan. I think those two games they play against each other are going to be 
mightily important for both of their ambitions to get through. And uh, I, I want to say Milan because, you know, that pedigree, but everything else inside of me is saying that Gladbach gets through. And I think uh, that's, that's what I got to go with. Shakhtar is another tough team. I think either of these, any of these three teams could uh, drop points against Shakhtar. And mm-hmm. it would be a surprise, but it wouldn't be like a whoa. So this group's kind of wide open. Anyone can advance. Anyone can not advance. But I'm going to go Madrid 1 with uh, Gladbach 2, Milan 3. And it's going to be two, three. Might even be a goal difference type decider. Yeah, so. I can see that for sure. So this will be this will be a fun group to watch. Fun group to Definitely. watch. Tough teams throughout. Not a group of depth, but but a very strong strong group. All right, um, cupcake group. Uh, cupcake group. Yeah. Oh my god, it really is. Uh. Group C, C stands for Cupcake, City, Olympiacos, Marseille, and Porto. In this one, I think we both know um, City, barring any pep tinkers, should uh, finish on top of the group. And then Porto, I would say, finish second. Olympiacos, love you guys. But, again, thanks for coming. Uh, Marseille, not a bad side. Not a bad side, but I think they're easily outclassed by City. Um, and I do think Porto is a better side than them. So don't make uh, Europa Marseille, but don't think they advance in this group. Um, yeah, I'm right with you on that one. City's going to top the group by a comfortable margin of points. Yeah, And um, I think Porto definitely comes in second as well. They have a rock in the middle of the field. Portuguese international starter, Pereira. Um, they lost Tellez, so that might be a little tough. But um, they still got Morega. They got plenty of quality in that squad. So, um, Olympiacos lost. Uh, did they lose Simikas? Was he on Olympiacos? Um, I believe so. Yeah, I think he so. was. And they're not having the best start to the season. They're winning most of the games they should, but they've dropped a few points here and there. Some draws that, you know, you would think they would win. So, yeah, thanks for coming, guys. Same with Marseille. Um, Yeah, this is City and Porto's group, I think, all the way. Yeah, it'll be a good fight for third, though, maybe. Yeah, uh... I think Olympiacos takes that, to be honest. They do well in Europa League. I think they'll pull it out. Um, Group D, Ajax, Atalanta, Liverpool, and Netherlands side, Midtjylland. How do you say that? I think it's Michland. Michland. That sounds way better. Michland. Michland. You just got to say it with confidence and it's right. Two Netherlands side. <laughs> You got Ajax. So true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got Atlanta, Ajax, Liverpool, <laughs> and Michelin. Um, here's the thing. Liverpool and Atlanta going. Jesus. Liverpool and Atalanta are going through this group. 
They're going through, and it's going to be easy. They're going to lead the group one and two by like five points, and then Ajax third, Michelin might really finish with no points came out of this. Like that, they're, they're just outclassed by everybody else in this group. Ajax ain't no joke, but they lost almost everybody at this point from that magical run except Onana. So, you know, they'll be able to keep some clean sheets, I guess. But um, Atalanta is class going forward. Duvan Zupata, Lucas Muriel. Um, they're still missing Ilicic, I think, but um, they got plenty of options up there. Gomez. Uh, but Liverpool also, same feeling, you know, Mane, Salah, Thiago. Even if Adrian's their goalkeeper, they're going to run away with this group with Atalanta at the top. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, it's a two-horse race. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really nothing much else to say. It's just Liverpool will probably finish on top. They're just too, too good of a team. Atalanta's too good of a team to not go through. Like you said, Ajax lost a lot of people since they last made a big push in the Champions League. And uh, Michelin is – they're there. Sorry, you know, guys. It's a good good little warm-up for each team, you know, a little preseason by week type deal. Uh, but, yeah, Liverpool, Atalanta, Ajax in that order. And uh, I think think this group – it'll be exciting games, I believe. A lot of high-powered yeah. offenses, fun football. Ajax um, Atalanta is a game I definitely want to watch. Oh yeah, yeah, and just so it'll be fun. But I think this one, uh, the writing's on the wall for the results in this group. Yeah. Uh, group E, Chelsea, <laughs> Turkish side, Kranznodar, French team, Rennes, and then. The Masters of the Europa League, Sevilla. Um, hot take, hot take. Sevilla's top in this group, and then Chelsea will finish second. That's not hot, but Sevilla finishing over Chelsea. I don't think people are expecting it. That's what I'm putting my money on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think Chelsea top the group. Um, they're just going to score like three, four goals a game. I'm assuming with that prediction that Pulisic is healthy because as anyone with eyes and a little bit of a brain can see, Chelsea are two different teams with their best player on and off the field. So as long as Pulisic plays, uh, he'll play well. The team will play well. I think they top. They don't top. They're still getting through because they're just better than almost everyone else in this group. Uh, and then Sevilla would go top. But right now I'm going to say Chelsea, Sevilla, and uh, Ren will get through this group. And uh, Krasnodar or whatever. Um, yeah, no chance. Thanks for coming. Yep. <laughs> Hope you had fun. Yeah. Nice little TV money deal. Get your three, four matches, a couple million dollars. Go back to Turkey. You know, it is. Yeah, you know. No. Yeah, just have fun. Have fun at the bridge, you know, go see some cool stadiums. Yeah, that'd be a nice little road trip. Um, group F, Borussia Dortmund, the Yellow Jackets, Club Bruges from uh, Belgium, pool of young talent, Lazio, older, experienced, but still quality Italian side, 
And then Zinette St. Petersburg from Russia. What do you think? Um, I think Dortmund come out of this group super easily at number one. And then, uh, you know, honestly, it could be super tight two through four. Um, just, you know, I think Lazio come out in second just because of uh, what's his face? Um, Immobile. They also have Lukaku's brother. And okay. uh, and they just got Andreas Pereira. So I can definitely see them advancing this year, but I just don't think they'll uh, catch Dortmund. Too good of a team. But, yeah, so I think it goes Dortmund, Lazio, Zenit, then Bruges to uh, close this group out. But I do think two through four will be probably one of the tightest two through fours that we see in the Champions League. Yeah. Um, ever since the Corona break, Lazio hasn't been the same. Their form dropped off tremendously. And somehow, through Juve and Atalanta being equally as shitty, they still got back into the top four. Almost had a chance to push for the title. But, you know, um, I think those two make it through, Borussia and Lazio. Uh, I think Club Bruges will finish third, though. Um, they're a fun team to watch. They always got some some youngins that do some things. Um, that's about it. I American. think it'll be close. I have an American? Yeah, uh, Ethan Horvath, the goalkeeper. I don't think he plays too much, but he's there. So All right. We never hope for injury, but... Um, Maybe maybe a quick little COVID. Yeah, you know, quick little <laughs> quarantine for the for the Champions League. He comes out, puts on a show, gets a job. I could I could I could see that, and I'd love to see that. I would love to see that. Group G, FC Barcelona, Dynamo Kiev. Ferran <laughs> Chavaros. I don't know. Where are they even from? Where are these guys even from? <laughs> I think. Uh, are they Turkish? No, they're not Turkish. Oh, my God. All right. Well, forget this team. They're not making it anywhere. And then Juventus to round off the group. Um, Barcelona, Juventus are obviously the strongest teams in this group, and they're going to run away with it by miles. I got Dynamo Kiev in third because I can actually say their name. And then that other team, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming, guys. You're just going to be a bitch for the announcers, bro. Unless they're from that native country, which they probably will be, and they'll probably say it right. Sound intelligent. But excited to see the Weston McKinney versus Serginho Dest Darby. It's going to be it's going to be magnanimous. It's going to be amazing to see. Um, I think they're both going to record stats at some point in their two-legged tie. And then each of them are going to pioneer a run for the aging Ronaldo slash Messi. Wow. Yeah. Um, this is a tough, very tough group to call. Um, and you just don't know who's going to go through in this one, but I'm going to have to go out on a limb and say it's Barcelona and Juventus in that order. Hot take. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yes, so Ronaldo quarantining. I think he misses the uh, the game, this this first tie, which is huge. Um, 
Yeah, because he, he has COVID, so I would assume. Um, well, he is Ronaldo, so it's probably already Dude, gone. Yeah, he's going to be over that shit in three days. Are you kidding me? <laughs> COVID's uh, going to rue the day he fucked with Cristiano Ronaldo. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, and, but if he doesn't play, I think Barcelona take that game, and that'll be a very, very big marker in this group if they're able to play Juventus without Ronaldo. And if they lose that game without Ronaldo, then it's Juventus's group. No, his fans are butts about it. Uh, Dynamo Kiev, you'll finish in third. Er, and uh, Fern Charvos, you'll, uh, I think, I think you'll uh, probably not get a point. So, although they also do have an American in their youth system. Yeah, Zen Jones. Really? Yes, the twenty-year-old striker, formerly with Schalke, uh, he is now he in their there. youth reserves, U twenty-threes, uh, I believe. So I don't think he'll get minutes at all this season. But just hey, if they can scratch, a he's point. not in America, so that's that's the yeah, best. that's the big thing. That's the, he's in the Champions League. In the fucking Champions <laughs> League, he's going to be scoring goals against Barcelona and Juventus in our dreams. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it in real life. Maybe. So, yeah, Barcelona, Juve take this group and uh, the rest are there to, to watch them play. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be – dude, it's always a cool thing to meet Messi and Ronaldo. Um, yeah. So, I think, you know, they're happy that they drew these teams. Someone's son is probably going to ask for a Messi jersey. Messi's a nice guy. I'll probably be like, yeah, here you go, bud. Um, group H – Istanbul Bezekşehir FK from Turkey. We got Man United, Paris Saint-Germain, and RB Leipzig, or as I like to call it, the group of death. I think yeah. this is easily the hardest group in the Champions League because um, Man United, despite the dumpster fire that they currently are, they still have a talented squad. You can't deny it. Not every, barely any teams in Europe have a player of the caliber of Rashford and Greenwood. Uh, Pogba's class, we saw it in the UEFA Nations League. He can bring it to Man United. Fingers crossed, they'd be a much better team, especially with Tellez. Like, did you see that uh, the pass he had to Dean that led to the Mbappe goal? Uh, no, I did well, it was not. beautiful. Pogba gets the ball like. Uh, Somewhat deep in his own half. Dean rockets up. Imagine. It's Alex Tellis. Right to his foot. One touch from Dean. Cross into Mbappe. Tap in and finish. That's Marcus Rashford in this case. And um, it, look, if he can play like that, they're going to do well. Yeah. Istanbul is no joke. They have full capacity fans in Turkey. So get the fuck ready to go there. <laughs> um, Paris. They are what they are. We know what they are. They're a great team. They made it to the Champions League final. Yep. And they have Neymar. So they're always going to be a tough out. Uh, RB Leipzig, they are no joke either. They made it to the semifinal. Um, lost to PSG, right? Yeah. And they, have a, they have a good squad. They lost Timo Werner, so... That's not the best thing, but... They have Tyler Adams. They have Tyler Adams, and they've had a relatively decent start to their league campaign. Only Blemish is dropping some points to Leverkusen, but they're no joke either, so no shame in that, I think. Coming out of this group, I have Paris and RB Leipzig. 
Man United will be competing for Europa League yet again with Istanbul, Bezikshir coming in fourth. I think the turning point is going to be um, when Man United go to Turkey and they straight lose. They lose 1-0 to this Turkish team because they don't want it as bad. And that, maybe on that day, Ali gets sacked. That is my bold prediction for this group. And then with their new manager, they go and win Europa League. Maybe under Pochettino. Who knows? No. And then the board signs somebody, probably past his prime, but for a healthy amount of money. And we start this all over again. What do you think? I think uh, my hot take in this group will be that United tops it with some... um, I don't want to say ease, but I think they do it by two points. And uh, it's like a, they're the clear-cut winners. Like you said before, they're just way too talented. And that's you just got to get lucky in knockout tournaments sometimes. And I don't think there's a luckier team in Europe than Manchester United when it comes to penalties, when it comes to winning games after the final whistle. Um so a little bit of magic. I think they make it out on top, like players like Bruno Pogba, Rashford, Martial, Greenwood, uh, you know, new additions like Tellez, Palestri, Cavani. I think, uh, I think they can make some noise here. Definitely Paris are finishing second. I don't think Leipzig are going to be close to advancing. I know that's a little bit of a hot take, but uh, I think that Paris and United get through pretty easily. Istanbul takes points off of United in Turkey, uh, like you said. But I think those are the only points that Manchester United drops in this group. And that was definitely piping hot. I just they have already beat Paris. Paris blew a two zero lead. Uh, mm-hmm. Then Leipzig, I think they're good. They're fast. I think Harry Maguire by that point when they play, which is in what, two weeks, two and a half weeks, should be on the bench by then after he has another calamity this mm-hmm. Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that'll be good. I think they'll make it through. Paris will make it through. Leipzig into the Europa League. Yeah. Imagine this, though. Let's say if they're playing in their second leg, and this is pivotal for both teams. Red Bull Leipzig comes on top because of a last-ditch Upamecano tackle of Marcus Rashford, and then you guys buy them and buy him in January. See, I, think, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you hope for the loss to improve the squad, get Harry out. <laughs> I, I, uh. Yeah, they play him on the. Or they play Leipzig on the. Uh, I don't even know. It, I, they play them first. Does that mean they play them last or fourth? No, I think they play them second. They play them second. It goes oh, PSG, okay. then Leipzig, then Istanbul. All right, so they'll play them fifth then. Yeah. Could be an important game. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. We will. I don't, I'm excited for Champions League. I am too. City's, City's going to do something with it this year. I, I feel it in my bones. <laughs> By this time in the season, 
Pep will not tinker. He will not tinker. We're going to start whatever our most used lineup is throughout the whole season. We're going to do that. And everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be That's fine. That's a hotter take than me saying United top the group. I know Aguero and Gabby Jesus are out right now. So, like, it's really not looking hot in all seriousness. That's Nathan Aki up top. He scores goals. Who knows? Um, next, that was our Champions League prediction. Now we're going to give you the, uh, the semifinalist for the Champions League. So, assuming that whatever teams you think get out, get out. After some rounds of knockouts, who do you have as the last four standing? I have Bayern. I have Real Madrid. I have Dortmund. And I have... Barcelona. Ah, you said you bitch, bro. Yo, that's so disrespectful. Oh, my God. We don't even get to the semis? No. Oh, God, Jesus. That's ridiculous. No, no, that's the four. The four strongest teams in this. uh, First off. In this, I believe. Dorman ain't touching no semifinals. I don't know what you heard, who you talking to. And neither is Barcelona. That 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 is absolutely ridiculous. I can see Real Madrid though. And um who's the first one you said? Bayern. Bayern, yeah. Only gimme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bayern and Madrid, I could see. They're they're Madrid, you know, they have history there. They own it. Barcelona and Dortmund. Oh my gosh. It, I would be happy if Dortmund got there. It would. But I just don't think they have the facilities for that, you know? Gio Reyna, Erling brought Holland, Jason Smith out wide on the right wing. Um, just a plethora of players for that. Uh, they got attacking options, but that back line is I – it's, I just don't think it's good enough for the, for the Champions League. They can keep up with anybody. And that's – I think that's almost as important as keeping clean sheets. If they can score three and you can score four, you're always going to win. Fair, fair, fair. For my final four, I also have Bayern Munich, but I also have I, I have Man City. I am going with Juventus and Paris Saint Germain. That is going to be my final four. Um. I think Ronaldo owns the Champions League. And this year, Juventus looked to be a better team. PSG, you know what they bring to the table. I think the pain of getting there and then losing is going to fuel them for this season and take them on another run. Bayern Munich, like you said, is a gimme. And Man City on paper, on paper... We should be a gimme, but everybody knows we're not. But um, I think we still we definitely get to the to the semifinals at least this year. If not, um, we have to win the Premier League, and if we don't do either, then I think Pep's out of job. In all seriousness. Wow, the one point four billion dollar man walking the streets. 
Yeah. Um, look, that's that's the thing though, because our, our our chairman, our director of football, they have standards, um, and they they expect with this level of investment in the squad that you can't just fuck off and buy another three fullbacks with uh, another hundred some million dollars. Like, no, you bought these ones. <laughs> Make it work, bro. Make them work. You told us to buy Mendy, so. My favorite city signing, by the way. Yeah, he's um. I don't really know what to think about him because it's not like he looks like he definitely lost a bit of a step. Like there's no question there. Bad bad knee injury, but he's not unathletic. He's definitely faster than Zinchenko, Angelino, and Joao. Kyle. uh, So like, it's the same thing with him and Kyle. They just do some stupid shit, bro. They don't have heads. As they play with their feet. It's not crazy. Their brain. It's crazy because two years ago, it, it, this kind of shit wasn't happening every week. But now, it's every single. Game. Yeah, they, yeah. There's every single game. One of our fullbacks lets the ball run through for seemingly no reason, or misses a, a tackle crazy high up the pitch instead of just fucking fouling them. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough scenes. It could be worse. It could be worse. You could have bought another fullback for another $60 million. He wouldn't work either. But you never know. Unless he was like Andy Robertson. I take him. I like or you him. could have just bought Tellez for some 15 million euro and solved all your problems. Or we could have bought Van Dyke three seasons ago and been the best team ever. Fraud. But that's the camera there. Dude, him and Eric Laporte would end. And still only, only one good center back out of those first two you listed. Yeah, Eric's nasty. Um, Van Dyke's a fraud. Insane. All right, who do you think is winning the Champions League? I got my final being Dortmund, Madrid. And I see Zinedine Zidane and his men lifting absolutely nothing as Dortmund come out on top and win the Champions League this season. Look, man, if you are actually serious about this pick, you need to go to your local sportsbook and you need to lay down some money on Dortmund to win the Champions League. They definitely have crazy odds right now, dude. It's Zammer Madrid, and I think that'll be the best game in recent memory in the Champions League final. And uh, I think they take it. Uh, no disrespect to anyone else in the field besides, you know, like Liverpool. But they're just not good enough to get there. Uh, and just, I think Dortmund will find a run of form. Erling Holland has 56 goals in 56 games for in all competitions since joining Dortmund. Yeah, he's and really he has good. no signs of slowing down. So he's, he's good so for fast. at least a goal a game. He's crazy fast. He's crazy. It's crazy. He's like, crazy. do you see how his strides just like cover all that ground? Like, it's he's it's like, like a, a fucking like, like he's a, like a, a, a gazelle, dude. A gazelle. A gazelle. It's just like that, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it, and I just think that he's going to be impossible to stop. Gio Reyna is in the form of his very very young career, and uh, if that keeps up, Jason Smith keeps performing at a high level. Um, you know, I think I think they have a real big shot at doing it, and I'm backing them to do it. 
Dortmund are plus 1,600 right now on FanDuel Sportsbook <laughs> to win it all. Oh, my See, gosh. That's my pick and my final prediction. Let's see yours. I bet it includes City. Yeah. Um, my final is going to be Manchester City versus Paris Saint-Germain. They get back. They get back to the final. And we make Neymar cry like a little fucking bitch. We beat his ass down. Pep finally gets over the hump. We pull a treble this year. We do a treble this year. We win the league. We win the Champions League. And we win the FA Cup. We get knocked out of the energy drink cup. Even though we own that bitch, we don't want it again this year. We know we're on to bigger and better things. We're going to pull the treble this year. The only team in Manchester, border of Salford City, have an ass. Your team's not even in Manchester at United. Plus 410 right now. The outright favorites to win the Champions League are going to win the Champions League. Sorry, you. Yeah, no, I'm going to heavily disagree with that. Um, I think <laughs> you uh, run up against Bayern in any of the rounds, and they just have some. going to break our heart. Yeah, Sané and Nabry are going to have a hat trick each over the tie. So, yeah, as long as you don't face them, you got a shot to make it. But the luck has to run out at some point. I mean, that group couldn't have been easier. Your round of 16 draw probably will be the worst team that's left. And then you're going to have to hit someone hard. And then hopefully that person's Bayern and they just knock some sense into you. And then um, Pep's going to go and spend another couple hundred million on defenders and no, he a, gets fired. Winger There's and a no winger. shot. If, if <laughs> we don't, he's getting fired if we don't do something with something. Even if he wins the league. No, if he wins the league, he won't get fired. But he, that's gonna, the league's going to be very competitive this year. I think it's not going to be like years past where a team or two teams start running away with it. I think it could be close to the end of the season. Um. That being said, Aguero is hurt now. So, like they always say, better now than later because later he'll be healthy. Unless he gets hurt again. No, no. He gets hurt once every year, not twice. Um, He's going to be healthy. We're going to have our striker, and we're going to do it for Kuhn. We're going to do it for Kuhn. He's going to get that trophy. Um, All right. Anything else on the Champions League? Um. No, no. Hopefully, hopefully, at least the final, if not the semifinal, and all knockout games have some fans in them, and a good bit of fans. To, yeah, uh, just in case. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't. I can't see this going on with no fans for you know the whole season. Yeah. Everybody. Want maybe in some capacity, depending on where they are, but you know you need to recoup some of that revenue, and you also it's the atmosphere, it's the environment. Josie says football without fans isn't really football, and I, I agree. I agree. All right, next we are going to tell you our picks for this weekend. We're going to do well this weekend. We're gonna we're gonna definitely hit at least seventy percent of these. You heard it right here, right now, and we're gonna make some decent money. First game on the slate, 
Everton at home versus Liverpool. I'm going with Everton double chance. Um, in the last three games at Everton, I know no fans now, but they've gotten at least a draw. Liverpool has only beaten them once at Everton in the last eight games they've had. And I think Everton is a strong team. James Rodriguez, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, um, Richarlison's going to be healthy for that game. Uh, I don't know about Luca Dean. He went down in the France game, but it didn't look too serious. So I think he'll probably play as well. Liverpool show they can be exposed, especially on those deep runs in behind. And um, I think Everton at least got a draw here. Yeah, yeah, I think Everton win. Uh, they're just in way too good of a form. I all of their main players essentially carried over their form through the international break. No one really slowed down. Calvert Lewin bagged a goal. Hama's instrumental in both of Colombia's games. Um, I think is Richarlison healthy again? Yes, he played for Brazil. So oh, okay. So boom, there it is. You your three best. Mina was another instrumental guy for Colombia, helping them stay tight at the back. Um, I just think they're in way too good of a form. Liverpool looking for a bounce back after drumming by Aston Villa, but I think it's a tough game for them to have after a loss like that. Yeah, very tough. And, and they think, went on break right after the loss. So yeah. So um, I just think Everton's going to ride the hot hand and win this game and prove that uh, Mary's side is blue. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Great game, though. Great game. Must watch game. of the weekend. Yeah. Be very back and forth. Everton's going to need to do more than just sit back. They're going to need to go at Liverpool when the opportunity presents itself. And um, I think they're the type of players that they can hold on to the ball despite Liverpool's high press, and that'll open them up and create chances for Everton. Yeah. Last time Hamas played at Anfield, uh, two assists in the Champions League. Is that League. so? All right, two yeah. assists. Hamas to get an assist, player prop. Next game on the weekend, Chelsea at home to Southampton. I think this one is relatively easy. I mean, Southampton has one, two on the bounce, but it was against Burnley and West Brom. Team was zero and one points, respectively. And uh, Chelsea, they lost to Liverpool. And they got knocked out. And they, you know, they had that draw to West Brom. So that wasn't good. But they got knocked out of the League Cup by Tottenham. But they've, they've played a few tough teams already. And um, I think they're going to get the win. Chelsea money line. Yeah, Chelsea's going to beat them down. I don't think Southampton have a prayer. Um, just too much talent on the other side. Pulisic back. Ziyech getting closer to being back. He might even play. So we'll see. If But if they're both in, sorry, Southampton. Um, brace yourselves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, if Pool six back, oh, my God, he's going to bully Kyle Walker-Peters. Absolutely bully him. Shame. It's not going to be good. Not going to be good for them. Not going to be good. All right, next game on the weekend, 
Man City at home to the Gunners, Arsenal. I think Man City take this one. Um, we've dropped points in both of our games this year. Ex- yeah, except Wolves. We've dropped points to Leicester. We lost, and then we tied to Leeds. We need points. Man, Pep's going to have the boys ready to go. Um, several of our players enjoyed fruitful international breaks. Kevin De Bruyne played a great game for Belgium in their, in their I think it was 2-1 win against Iceland. Um, Bernardo Silva scored a goal. Raheem Sterling, he's still doing his thing, holding down his spot in England. And um, I, think, I think we're poised for a win here. I got City money line, or um, if you want to get some better value, I think City money line plus over one and a half goals would also be good. Uh, yeah, I think City will probably win this game. Um, Arsenal are going to unveil their new signing probably in Partey. He'll make a difference, but it's still Arsenal. It's still City. I don't think they... Uh, I don't think Arsenal can get a point from this. I do think City have a point to prove after dropping points and only being one point above Manchester United uh, at the bottom of the table. So they definitely have a point to prove. So they're going to come out and play. And I don't think Arsenal cannot keep up with it. Yeah, I I don't think they can keep up with us either. Um, Yeah, I I think we're going to win. Next game on the weekend... The Geordies, Newcastle United at home to Manchester United. Um, I'm going to take the United money line, but I'm also going to hedge it with the Newcastle double chance with a somewhat smaller amount of money, um, just in case United is the team that like that messes up the parlay for this day. But um, United should win. United can win. Newcastle are shit. They're they're absolutely shit. They're just a bad team, and United is so much more talented than them. But at the same time, it is United. So there's always that chance, but I, I think you guys should win. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's a team in uh, England that needs a win more than United do right now. And... uh not even just standing-wise, but confidence-wise, mentality-wise. They just need something. They need something that's tangible. And uh, this is a must-win for them. So I think United's got to take it, but I don't see them taking it. I don't know. It's I'd, I'll see a draw in this game, being honest. High-scoring affair with a draw. So mm-hmm. Calm Wilson doing it to y'all. Uh, it's a red card carry over McGuire got a red so he's suspended for the United game hopefully there should be a little chink in the rule book for that look he he probably should you know be on the bench for a few games at least but uh, be in the reserves in the reserves but um he won't be he's gonna be out there starting he's probably gonna be out there wearing the armband and uh, 
Wouldn't it just be a peach if he got a red card versus Newcastle? Oh, that I'd be so happy. I'd be so happy. I don't care if it changes the game because that means the next three games are going to play better. Yeah, no, the next, if he gets a red, the next three games, you know, they're just going to be better. Um, so looking at it, I would take United loss if Harry Maguire got a straight red. So, yeah, you know, soccer gods, I'm, I'm speaking to you, please. Get Harry Maguire that red card. That's yeah, violent it. conduct dangerous play as much as you can throw at him like let him punch someone in the face yeah Just, maybe tap someone on the throat you know yeah <laughs> um next game on the weekend sheffield united at home to fulham two teams with absolutely jack shit to show for the season except a minus five and a minus eight goal differential with zero points holy shit this is the poop bowl this is the poop bowl these are, right now, definitely the worst two teams in England because Burnley's only played three. So they have a game in hand at zero. So these are the two worst teams in England. Um, fuck, dude. I really like have no idea how this is going to go. Um, I think I'd bet over two and a half goals just because if you, if you blindly bet that this season – you're profiting. Like if you just did that every single game, you're going to turn out with a with a profit. So, when in doubt, over two and a half goals. Uh, yeah. Um, I think Sheffield's going to win, but some uh, little tidbits, I guess. Sheffield have uh, failed to score their last three home matches in the Premier League. There have been under two and a half scores goal scored in each of their last three home games. And uh, Sheffield have wa- lost by one goal margin in their last three Premier League games. So Sheffield win. Um, I think it's going to be a terrible game. I wouldn't, wouldn't even bother turning on your TV for this one. Um, oh, yeah, definitely a shitty game. Yeah, just check the score at half and check the score at the end of the game, and it'll probably be more exciting than what you'll see on TV. Yeah. So, (laughs) but Sheffield take it. All right, Sheffield pick up their first points of the season, and Fulham drop not three, not four, but five on the bounce. Scott Parker, what a man. Um, Next game on the weekend – Crystal Palace at home to Brighton and Hove Albion. I got Brighton in this game. Brighton money line. I think uh, I think Palace are going to sit back on the ball, and Brighton are going to have to break them down. They have fast enough people at the back to be able to um, guard that pit Crystal Palace counter. Um, but I, I think I think Brighton are just a better team, and they're going to edge them out and get three points. Yeah, I think Brighton will win. Um, it's just they're a better team, like you said. Um, Palace are good, but I don't think that they're the way they play. I think it'll not suit Brighton, but I would be nervous if you let Brighton have a majority of the possession. So they're just Potter's tricky goals are uh, are pretty good with the ball. So. It's not good to let them to sit back against them. 
but I do think Brighton come out on top in this one. All right, next game on the weekend, Tottenham Hotspur versus West Ham to United, London Derby. Um, West Ham, last time out, got a very impressive 3-1 win versus Leicester, and they beat Wolves down 4-0. They're only... It's crazy. They lost to Newcastle, though. Like, I, I don't know what to think about this team, but I do know what I think about Tottenham Hotspur. I think they're really, really good, and they're just going to be riding high off that 6-1 spanking of Man United, and they're going to get another three points here. What do you think? Um, safe pick is Tottenham, but I could definitely see a draw in this game. I uh, When West Ham create a big chance... They score it. They don't miss many big chances. And um, for as good as Spurs are going forward, I definitely think they do have some problems at the back. Their fullbacks push up a lot when they get the ball. So uh, maybe just a couple of counters. You get four counters that game. I could easily see West Ham scoring two of them if they're good counterattacks. So I think a, a draw or a Tottenham win is in the cards for this one. Yeah, if, uh, if West Ham are on their game, they could definitely snag some points from this. But um, at the same time, it's hard to finish those big chances because they got Hugo Lloris in that. So, so it'll be a good game, though. Be a good game. Next game on the weekend, Leicester City at home to Aston Villa. Just beat the reigning champions 7-2. And Leicester City, after beating Man City 5-2, they got smacked 3-0 by West Ham. Um, This is going to be an interesting game because Leicester are going to have to go on the offensive. They're going to have more possession because Aston Villa, you know, play defensive, counterattacking soccer. And I, I think that a draw is probably going to happen in this game. But if you had to do the double chance, I think you I think you lay it with Aston Villa because they are they just know how to win, man. Like I said earlier, their their players on international break all picked up wins and um they're riding high off that 7-2 Dean Smith has the boys going, Brandon Rogers is a it's a fraud. It's fraudulent. And I think Villa double chance is the best bet here. Yeah. Um, I like Leicester. Just, I don't think, um, I think Vardy will get a couple and that'll be it. Um, you don't think Tyrone Mingzi can lock him down? No, I don't think anyone can lock down. Right. Jamie, Var- Jamie Vardy is a, He's an animal. He is, yeah, a, a literal animal. He is a honey badger or like a muskrat or some little. Ooh, a muskrat, yeah. Jiggy, a very aggressive animal. That a ferret on not, crack cocaine. Exactly. Just will not take no for an answer and he'll go. He's clinical as ever. He has a little bit of flair to his game and he doesn't care if you're five foot three or six foot seven. He mm. will come at you. 
with everything he has. And I think that's the mentality Lester are going to need. And if they can feed him the ball a good bit this game and get James Madison involved a little bit, so he played really well uh, a couple games ago. So we'll see. We'll see, but I do like Lester in this. Matchup to watch. Um, Jack Grealish against Timothy Castagne going up and down on their side of the pitch because they're both going to get back and they're both going to get up. That's going to be it's going to be a battle yeah. that I think Jack Grealish will win. Um, next game on the weekend, another shit bowl. West Brom with one point take on Burnley, pointless. But it's at West Brom, but there's no fans. Um, I'm riding with the boys here. Burnley picks up three points. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, West Brom pick up three points. I think they've been kind of unlucky. I mean, could Burnley ever put three past Chelsea? Probably not. And West West Brom did. I know that was a few games ago, a couple weeks ago, but West Brom are not. Like they're bad. They have, don't they have, get me wrong. No, they have quality up top. I, uh, yeah. That Pereira, it's really good. I yeah, like him. Really so is Callum Robinson. Like they're both yeah. solid players. So I could definitely see if West Brom are able to get two two goals in them. There's no way Burnley scores more than one. So I don't know, man. I think this is Taylor made Burnley win, but uh, it'll be tough. It'll be a close way. game. It might be an exciting game, not it due might. to it really action, might. but just due to, like, oh, my God, what are you doing? How do Burnley you is exciting. I like the way that they play. They just – they're ball winners. They, they play they, – they, they're chaos mongers is what they are. They try and make you uncomfortable and then capitalize on those situations because they know that they don't have jack shit playing in that goddamn club. So I, I could see West Brom though. They they definitely got a little more talent on paper. Um next game on the weekend. Marquee game of the weekend, besides the Maryside Derby and probably Man City Arsenal. That'll probably be a better game too. But Leeds United versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. You already know. I'm riding with the boys. Leeds United are taking these three points. They, look, look, just do the math. Just do the math real quick. Leeds won, City won. City three, Wolves won. That's it. Like, I think Leeds are taking this game. Like, they, they, they have a common opponent, dominated the fuck out of them, and they had more possession than City when they played City. They're going to... And Marcelo, I think he has the answers for this Adama Traore cat. I think he gets shut the fuck down. Uh, I, I like Leeds in this one. Three points. Uh, I'm going to reject your logic with, a, uh, with something else. Uh, United 3, Villa nil, Villa 7, Liverpool 2. This was so, last year. That was last season. Clean, doesn't matter. Clean slate. Post-COVID. Post-COVID. Leeds were in the championship post, the pre, post-COVID last and, season. And, uh, I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. But uh, you just follow. Him. <laughs> um, Can't help it. I like a draw. I like a two-two draw. Good game. Good game. Wolves are going to be clinical. Uh, I don't see Jimenez getting a goal. 
But I do see... Yeah, fuck you, Raul. I do see Ruben Neves with two absolute rockets this weekend to uh, secure a point for Wolves. It'll be a cool game. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be a good game, I think. Wolves are going to have their chances. They're going to get their breaks. It, Wolves are going to go out and a little bit, get their chances, and, you know, it'll be a good game. It'll be a good, exciting game. I think there's definitely going to be goals in this one. But that wraps up the weekend. Those are our picks. Bet them. Throw your mortgage on them. My favorite bet of the week. I'm, I'm going to be doing a single on Everton. And I'm also going to be doing a single on Leeds United. Both plus money. So let's hope at least one of them hits. That is it from the We Call It Soccer show. Thank you for listening to another episode. Let's make some money with this weekend and enjoy the Premier League being back in substitution of the we don't know what the fuck it's for Nations League. Deuces. Wake up, 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 wake I don't even really need to talk this to focus. I'm just trying to get rid of the locusts, you know this.